Man, these all-star teams. Have you looked at them at all? Of course. Why'd you say man? I don't know what Steph was thinking. Oh, yeah. LeBron's team seems to be a lot better. Well, Steph has a team that's going to be a lot of shooters. Yeah. He doesn't have any. Like, there is no size to their team. Of course. And, but we and, don't play in an era where that matters too much. You know what made me nervous, too? It, do we want to talk about this at all, or do you think it should just be... Do we go? No, to I think you should again? keep talking. I think we've already started, Russell. Oh, ha- have we? Okay. Yeah. So I'm... I'm, I was watching the uh, the TNT interview with Ernie Johnson, and he had LeBron and Steph on, and they both said that that it should have been on TV, which I agree, because like Le- the drama of LeBron having Kyrie on his team, and the the drama of Russ and Durant being on the same team, and the fact that those four are on the same team, is like nutty, and. Steph, this is the only thing that I was worried about because I think everybody who has been like, I don't know, hoping in the back of their minds that LeBron was going to come to Philly or was going to consider it had hoped that he was going to pick Joel. And it doesn't sound like Steph really wanted to pick Joel. Like At least the way that I was listening to the conversation, he was pretty superfluous with his, his praise of the other guys on his team. And the last one he mentioned was Joel. And he's like, Maybe he can take over my Twitter account for the weekend and, like, throw out some jokes. I'm like, damn, man. Like, One, Joel's a Russ, talented dude. Stop taking things so personally, in quotes. Uh, I, just, I just think that um, Joel's a funny guy, and people say funny things about funny guys. That's, that's Joel's moniker right now. Also, like, just like they say it should be televised, who cares whether or not you're the first, the fifth, or the tenth person drafted? And Joel Embiid would probably be the last starter drafted because he's probably played the least amount of games, the least amount of experience, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I would also say that um, I, this is the first time I feel like the NBA has really messed something up. Like, it's just, it, it should have been drafted from the start. And it's actually something they could learn from the NFL if you want the last pick to be okay. Like, that, that's what they said. They were worried about who would go last. Then make it like the NFL draft, where the last pick is Mr. Irrelevant, and they get a parade, and they get a whole day dedicated to them, and it's this whole deal. And why not? You know, whoever is last, they get... I don't know, a donation to the charity of their choice or something like that. Or, I don't know. The NHL gives out, I think it was a pickup truck. For who gets picked last? Yeah, for who gets picked last in their um, their fantasy draft. Give them something. Yeah, it's weird. Like, the NBA is always the one that's at the forefront of this kind of stuff. And they just blew it. And I I don't totally understand why. Because, like, like I was saying, like, when you have... I don't know. I the the thing the reason that I'm kind of thinking that it didn't happen is I'm wondering if there's pressure from the apparel companies. Like I'm wondering if LeBron's a Nike guy, right? And Steph is Under Armour. I'm wondering if there's no if there's still a, a Nike guy on the board, and LeBron picks a guy uh, an Adidas player. Uh. Does that look bad for the brand? Like that's the no, only thing I can think. Like I did think so. The four guys that you mentioned on the same team: Russ, KD, um, Kyrie, and LeBron. I'm upset they're on the same team because 
they've always been on the same team and they were on the same team and they're both still in the East for Kyrie and LeBron and Russ and KD are still in the West and I was hoping they would get split up because I want to see Kyrie on LeBron. I want to see Russ on KD. I don't necessarily need to see them, you know, chumming it up. But I And my first thought was, man, I wonder if that was actually forced. I wonder if those were combined. But uh, that's what I'm saying. But you see how we keep asking all these questions? That's why it should have been televised. Because it's like if they did the NBA draft lottery behind closed doors, you'd be like, I don't believe this. Well, I mean, they do. Right. Yeah, the actual, the actual, but they're the actual always pulling out of of the the balls and the combinations are behind closed doors, which is why conspiracy theories still ran amok when um, Anthony Bennett ended up being what was it the second consecutive number one pick that went to Cleveland. Right. No, uh, you're right. That when, was, but that's when, what I'm saying. Why are they doing it behind closed doors then? I have no idea. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, for those who nice have you defending Joel Embiid though, ugh. to uh, to I guess catch people up if they missed it last night. Team LeBron's starters are LeBron, Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, who both played for the Pelicans, KD, and Kyrie. Uh, Steph Curry is rocking a lineup that features Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, who I think is the worst of the uh, All-Star starters, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. And it's, it's an interesting lineup, I guess. Speed will be Steph's thing. Um, it's just... Like when you get into the benches, the benches, I guess, depending on. You don't on, need to get into the benches. No, there's a lot like, of players. I, I you just guys think can Steph, go on a line and look at Steph's it. just got like a bunch of guys who I, I think were kind of borderline all stars anywhere. But like, see, I don't know when they were taken. I don't know who was taken first. I don't know the order. To me, it's like it, when someone reads you their fantasy team and you have no idea when they took each player, I it's all about who was available. So yeah, but that's it, why I, I wish we could see it. I guess you're right, but. To me, Steph's team looks like he went into auto draft. Like Al Horford, Dame Lillard, and Kyrie or well, Al and Kyle Horford Lowry. Was supposedly the last player taken. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got the worst stats of of any guy. Um, at least, if you want two guys to watch that are going to come off the bench against each other, it's going to be Dame Lillard and uh, and Russell Westbrook because Russ went out of his way to kind of complain that Dame made it on because he complained the last few years. And that he got on over Paul George. So that'll be like maybe one one instance where guys go at each other. Uh, Ernie Johnson did bring up the possibility that uh, Steph tried to make a, some kind of a deal about you take the next two if I can have my guys because he ended up with Clay and he ended up with Draymond. The only teammate he didn't end up with was KD. It's just funny. Like Obviously LeBron's going to take KD number one. Anybody who has the first pick has to take KD number one. But... It'll be a, it'll be an interesting game. I can definitely say from having watched the NHL All Star Game and how they do it, it it does add some intrigue. And why? Like, what? Why the, I don't understand. Like the fantasy what? the fantasy lineups. Yeah. Because like, how's it going to be any different than every other All Star Game I've watched, where it's two hundred and twenty to two hundred and ten, and they score like all alley oops. It'll mostly be that, but I think it's going to be more interesting because you have guys from East and West. Like, I think that mixing those kind of rosters, you know, it's not something that you're used to seeing. Like, watching Steph and Joel play an inside-out game is going to be fun. And it's something oh, yeah. that you wouldn't have gotten. Like, those are those are the kind of, of small things that I 
that I'm looking for. I'm I'm looking forward to figuring out if Kevin Love is even going to play on a LeBron's team. Hey guys, it's Kyle coming in from off the uh, top rope here. I'm not joining us for this episode. Um, Super Bowl week is continuing its effort to try to ruin me, uh, but I'm I'm forging onward. Uh, anyway, before we get back to Adam and Russ, wanted to quick take a minute to thank our sponsors. You could probably guess who they are. Uh, first and foremost, or just first, Carlinos. Uh, next Tuesday night, Tuesday night before the Super Bowl, Carlinos in Westchester. We'll be having another live podcast. I will be there. Russ will be there. Some of the Crossing Broad guys will be there. Just like the one we did in Ardwar a few weeks ago, there will be free food. You'll be able to taste items from Carlino's excellent game day menu. There will be beer there, TBD. We're trying to work at the same brewery, La Cabra, that we did last time. We're unsure if they're going to be there, but we are going to hopefully, like 95% sure, have beer tasting in some capacity as well. So, Free food, most likely free beer, Eagles talk, and we'll also be giving away uh, a prize from Carlino's tailgating menu. Uh, so come out. Good time had by all last time. If nothing else, get some really good food and some drinks and enjoy a little football talk. That is 7 to 9, Tuesday night at Carlino's in Westchester. So be there. Uh, also, of course, we want to thank Amerigas. We have another cool contest to tell you about. Amerigas, the nation's number one propane provider available at over 55,000 locations locally at Home Depot and 7-Eleven. We're doing a contest called Show Your Tank. Two ways to enter or two things you have to do. One, crossingbroad.com backslash Amerigas. There's also going to be banners on the site very shortly. Hit those name, email, and I think zip code, and that will get you entered. Uh, Another way to enter Go on Twitter, go on Instagram, use the hashtag ShowYourTank, and whoever takes the best, most glorious picture of their Amerigas propane tank will also uh, will, will be entered to win as well. Um, all you got to go out back, look at your grill. Chances are you have an Amerigas tank. If you don't, shame on you. Throw yours out and get an Amerigas. Actually, don't throw it out. That's probably illegal, but take it somewhere safe and then go get an Amerigas tank. Uh, you'll be better off for it. Your food will actually taste better, I believe. I believe that's a guarantee from me. Um, so yeah, thanks to Amerigas for sponsoring. Thanks to Carlino's. Uh, be sure to take advantage of the Show Your Tank promotion. And uh, yeah, we'll see you at Carlino's Tuesday night in Westchester. Back to Adam and Russ. Um. Yeah, last night was meaningless sports Olympics. The Pro Bowl Skills Challenge was last night. Was it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what they was had, it? like quarterback accuracy. They had dodgeball. I didn't actually get to watch any of it, but I just saw clips online. And it goes back to like these things are all good. Like the All Star Game is good. The dunk contest is good. Three point shooting contest is good. But like. Sometimes they just need to be, like, super elementary to be great. Like, the NFL needs to bring back the 40-yard dash and then just put the fastest guys in the NFL and run, and every year they should crown who the fastest guy in the NFL is. Like, I would be more likely to tune in for that. Um, They have, like, the quarterback accuracy thing, but it was Alex. I saw two competitors, and it was Alex Smith and Derek Carr, and I'm like, one, how the hell is Derek Carr in the Pro Bowl? Two, like we're not we don't we don't get the 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 best quarterbacks. They just they're not always out there. They're not always competing. But um, 
I don't know. The, I the love NFL they did the Oklahoma like, drill between like Fletcher Cox and uh, Larry, Larry Allen, who obviously is retired. But I'm just thinking of random shit. The NFL probably has the lowest rate of guys who were first invited to the to the All Star game. Yes, right. Like they end up going. They they have to announce the reserves, and then it's the alternates, and then they typically end up with a, oh, they a can bunch get like of the four down. Yeah. So I mean, that's how you end up with. That's I guess how you often end up with guys that you just are absolutely befuddled why they would represent the the league or their conference. Um, I have I have bad news for you. What's up? So we like Doug, right? Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, I got called out on NBC Sports Philly for my tweet a year and a half ago. Uh oh. I didn't yeah, catch I your said, appearance. I just on said a... Doug Peterson is not a good coach four times during the Eagles Giants game when the Eagles won and they were like what made you say this and I was like tequila I was like I had a lot of tequila <laughs> last night that night and you shouldn't tweet and drink tequila I did I was I was in the Lower East Side in a bar with all these Giants fans just yelling but so that means that uh they probably watched the what was it the freezing takes exposed video exactly where it came from come on nbcsn no that's that's, Um, it's everybody everybody does a quick twitter search a quick whatever and they're like i have questions to ask you it's usually how it goes okay uh here's the bad news we don't want doug influenced by bad coaches right okay well unfortunately doug doug peterson last night went to the flyers game and the Flyers have been on a bit of a run recently, but they got blown out 5-1 by Tampa Bay. And before the game, the Flyers tweeted out a picture of Doug Peterson having met the Flyers coaching staff, including one, Dave Hackstall. Now, Hackstall? I don't know about you. Hackstall. Hackstall. Now, I don't want to be the one to say it, but I certainly hope that Dave and his his just stupid, stupid head did not influence Doug in any way. I don't want any of his bad juju, any of his bad karma to rub off on stepdad Doug. That's it. You think that he's listening to Hextall? Hextall or Hextall? Hextall. I think we need to start to I think we need to start playing the game. Hack or Hex? No, I don't I know. Like, I, I like I'm just saying the opposite one and yeah, seeing and happens. seeing how mad I get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you would talk about. It's not like what it was when Andy was here. Andy would go to he would go see the Flyers, wouldn't he? Wasn't that his thing? It was like uh, Hitch Ken Hitchcock and and Andy Reid would get together. Kind of a lot. Hugh Douglas would go and watch the Flyers too. But I mean, like they would do a preseason thing together. It was like they were collaborating about coaching yeah, principles and workouts two and everything. Round men with mustaches. Yes, they have to stick together. Um, I, I'm realizing this now. So if Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl, is he the, does he become the best coach in team history? Oh, um, Um, obviously he's not the most tenured. He doesn't have the most wins. Um, and there's, you know, there's guys in the, in the past in history, whether it's stop yawning, I can't stop. Yawning. No, fuck that. Listen to my yawns. Andy Reid, Dick Vermeil, uh, there's a legendary Eagles coach that people right now are yelling at me um, uh, back in the day who I'm going to look up. But where does Doug Peterson then go in the all-time rankings, which is really fucking interesting? 
I'm going to have recency bias, I guess, because I wasn't around for the, the Kotite years um, or the Buddy Ryan years. Uh, at least Rich I didn't. Kotite I didn't, might be the worst coach of I didn't, time. like, actively follow those teams. Um, but he, he would have to jump. I would think, who was the coach during the 1960 season? Because, like, that's the only, the only other championship that the team has ever had. I'm so scrolling I'd, back into time. I'd have to think that those two guys would then somehow be at the top. I, I found it interesting. I don't know if you listened to Mizzinelli on, on a Colin Coward show yesterday. I did not. But Greasy Neal is a Hall of Famer, coached the Eagles from 41 to 50. Uh, Burt Bell was legendary. 56 and 10 record. Oh, man, he was killing the game. Greasy Neal was the boss. Uh, and then in the 1960, the coach was Buck Shaw, but whatever. And then they, they really haven't had two Grammy. Buddy Ryan is the boss, but uh, I'd Buddy say didn't win anything. I don't know. Buddy's. Don't talk shit on Buddy. I'm just saying he didn't win I anything. I got to meet Buddy. He had good defense. Late in his life in Kentucky. I have a really good friend. Uh, I have a really good friend in Kentucky. Her name's Tiffany. And she, her, like, her dad played for Buddy Ryan and coached under Buddy Ryan. And so Buddy Ryan became like a de facto grandfather for her. And he was a horse, uh, like he raised horses in Kentucky. And one day she was like, do you want to meet Buddy? I was like, oh my God, yes. And I got to spend an entire Saturday hanging out with Buddy. He took me around. He could. He, he moved so slow and he talked so slow. Uh, and RIP, he's recently passed away. Um, and he took me and we, we watched some videos. He showed me all this memorabilia. I saw like a Philadelphia in, uh, Inquirer article written by Jason Stark about Buddy Ryan, which is like wild. And we just talked and I, I asked him about the time he punched Kevin Gilbride in the face. And he was like, it almost didn't happen. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I stepped on the cord. I would have really punched him in the face if I didn't have that damn cord. And he he was just the man. He just didn't care. He he regretted Chris Carter more than anything, but he also was happy with what happened. I don't know if you know that story um, where Chris Carter was addicted to like cocaine and Buddy Ryan said, the only way you're going to get healthy is if I cut you. And he cut him. Uh, and, oh man, Buddy was just... He, he told me, he said he knew the key to winning over Philadelphia was talking shit to the Dallas Cowboys, and that's what he did. And it was genius, and I, I think all coaches should do that. All right, that was my buddy story, sorry. That was nice. Don't apologize for good stories. Uh, but all-time I I, coaches... I do have to think that like Doug, Doug definitely has to jump up on the list. It just, it'll, it'll always feel like... the first? He's the only one to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Is that is that more recency bias? Like... Of is course. a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl more important than the 1960 NFL championship? So to us, I, it is. I, I, in the, I should in the grand scheme back, of the yeah, league history, I don't know. I should probably bring back this rant. I did it uh, before, um, and I mainly just said I think it's ridiculous that we don't get credit for the NFL championship. NBA championships, we still count the one in the beginning when there was like eight teams. Same thing with Major League Baseball, there was like 10. And there was like two teams in New York with the Yankees and uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers. But we still count those. The Stanley Cup goes all the way back in time when there was like the original six teams. 
And yet the NFL is the only one that in when they switched, it went from the NFL championship to the Super Bowl, and those other ones don't count. So the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Vikings, or no, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the Vikings and all these, the Browns had like a dynasty, but it doesn't count because they did a merger with the AFL. And I just, I've, it's never made sense to me why those championships don't count. But, you know, that's why it's the Super Bowl. No, they changed it. But I don't know. I, I believe we should get credit for 1960. We beat the goddamn Packers. Yeah, I think you're right. I do have to say, I've I found myself more conflicted recently. About what? Well, because it, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a story now. I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. Okay. Try not to fall asleep. I'm here. So, the Philadelphia Eagles originally started as the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, right? Right. Sure. And the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets are a a poisonous, a, a disgusting term if you grew up in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Because in 1925, if we want to talk about NFL championships, in 1925, the Pottsville Maroons won the NFL championship. They didn't have playoffs at the time. It was whatever team finished in first place in the standings. And there was a a dispute. They called it a zoning dispute is what the, the league's official reason for this was. But in 1925, the Eagles were leading the the entire league in record. The Chicago Cardinals, who haven't won a Super Bowl, uh, the Chicago Cardinals were a team that were pursuing Pottsville. They had lost to Pottsville. And Pottsville at one point put out a, a an open challenge to any team because they said they could they could beat anybody in, in the world. They finished the season 10-2. and two. At one point, uh, Notre Dame created an all-star team, and Pottsville won. But they they won at a stadium that violated the territorial franchise rights of the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. Pottsville had claimed that they had received a... Um, like a variance. They had, they had gotten verbal confirmation from Frankfurt that they could play the game. Only after the fact did Frankfurt claim that this never happened and Pottsville had nothing in writing. So Chicago was able to schedule a few more games and they ultimately finished ahead of, of, uh, of Pottsville. They played two more games and they ended up on win percentage. They ended up winning the NFL championship that year. And so I say this now. As a resident of Pottsville, I don't think we've ever actually lifted the curse. Yes, the Eagles won in 1960, but there's this weird inability for Eagles to perform in the Super Bowl. And I think I need to, to rally the rest of the Cole region around lifting the Super Bowl curse that I think belongs to the 1925 true NFL champion Pottsville Maroons. I will say that we have cursed the Cardinals franchise. So when the Cardinals played the Steelers, I knew they would lose. And so... In this very irrelevant rant, I say to you, I'm lifting the curse. The Eagles are allowed to win. The end. You just did it? Yep. Wow, I didn't know you had that power. I've got a lot of power. So much power, believe me. It sucks. When It's funny, like, when you go back and you look at, at the all-time, um, like, some of the, the worst things that have happened in sports, where teams have violated rules... Things have been manipulated. You think about the Black Sox. You think about um, cheating scandals. That like early NFL stuff just never seems to get much love. And it like when when I grew when I grew up in the coal region, like that was the number one thing that your 
that you're that you have instilled in you is that the NFL screwed your team. And it sucks because really? like so it's like talked about so much. Oh yeah. Like they wrote a book every so many years. It hasn't happened in I think five or six years. Um the the Eagles and Steelers are typically the only two teams that support the resolution to reinstate the Potsdam Maroons as the true NFL champions of nineteen twenty five. Um it ended up there was a book that was written by somebody I should know the name. Um it was an ESPN writer that actually put together the entire history of that that season and that championship and how it was taken away. Man. But they do it every every so many years. There was a year that Ed Rendell went, I think it was when he was it was either when he was mayor or when he was governor that he went and he actually I think spoke at the NFL owners meeting and they introduced the resolution and it lost 30 to 2. And the only two teams that voted for it were the Eagles and the Steelers. That's pretty much how it how it's always worked. The problem is and like it doesn't mean anything to them. I think it wasn't until like the the 1925 Cardinals team was okay with it, um, and then it it kind of was a a championship that nobody really wanted to take um, to take credit for. Uh, who owns the Cardinals now? Whatever that family is. Bidwells. Who? The Bidwells. Yeah. Whenever the first Bidwell took over the team, apparently that's when they finally like went back to recognizing that as a championship. Like for a while, I think it was for decades, it really wasn't talked about. And then the Bidwells were like, ooh, look at this. We have a championship from 1925? Yes, we'll take that. And and hence the curse on their team began. Nice. I like curses. Curses are great. It just sucks. Like, it is a conflicting thing because, like, Frankfurt screwed my my hometown team. Like, that, my hometown could really use the, uh, the influx of cash and being able to, you know, like, build a museum about it and actually sell, like, NFL-licensed apparel, which they can't do. You think people would be traveling for that museum? In our area, they would, yeah, because Is people come up because people come up for older, Yingling. Like people when come. When you get older, do you just turn into? Do you think people are just like you know what? This is the time of my life where I go to like the Great Ball of Yarn. This is the time of my life where I like see some random, you know, like monument, like towards the Revolutionary War. Do you think that happens automatically when you're older, or do you think that you're you're paying attention to that when you're younger and then you just go when you're older and it's probably the latter i think like once you become an empty nester when your kids go to college or something like that or they move out you just find yourself with a lot of time uh well, i feel I, like when like, what, we but, become empty nesters we're just gonna be like on twitter yeah and on Instagram. that's fair see like when i think about it people come from all over the country to go to to yingling to go to the brewery like do the tour and the last time i was up it looks like they took the uh the Prohibition era ice cream factory across the street, and they turned it into a Yingling museum now, which is really cool. And all I think about is, man, like it would have been neat for there to be like some kind of crossover, and you could sell Maroons, you know, Pottsville Maroons merchandise. It's a thing that we always used to talk about as kids, and it that's what y'all talked about as kids. It's part of it, yeah. So like when people, this is this is where I, I, imagine I, I, I like always laugh because I imagine you cleaning your teeth with a loose straw of hay and you're just like now i'll tell you back in 1925 we not got screwed out that nfl title yeah nope. you had like a weird not, accent i had like a weird twang yeah it was I had like a kentucky twang and no, then but, all of a sudden you hear ding 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 ding, ding and it'd be like mama joy you better get up on in this house this this coal ain't gonna eat itself and she would take it and she'd chop out the coal into like really tiny pieces so that you could eat it 
Oh, like cereal? Yeah, yeah cold, cold cereal. cereal. That was that was big, man. You get the get the milk nice and gray. I always laugh though because like when <laughs> when when people get all upset that the Eagles haven't won a Super Bowl in their in their lifetime, I'm like, yeah, well, like imagine. I'm like, at least you could say that you had the 1960 championship. Imagine, imagine having had a championship and then having it ripped away from you because of a territorial dispute. It's all nonsense. It's true. Did you happen to hear my rant? About Eagles fans. I hear so many of your rants. Yes, I listened uh, to it. I dangerous. watched it. I lived it. It was beautiful. So, the only reason that I like it is Where did because, you rant at? Where uh, Where can people find that rant? Sims Lovko. Um, yeah, so I just... Well, because we talked about it here, and I knew that I wanted to do a rant about being an Eagles fan and what it's like to be like, like walking around this week and just having everyone be like, man, if you guys win, you're going to destroy the city. And I was like, all right. And the only reason I really liked it was because there's this, uh, a guy at work named, uh, Alex that he lives in Greenpoint, Brooklyn and everything he eats is self-sustained organic. And he eats, you know, substitute sweet potato sushi, like all this shit. And he was like, I really liked your rant. He was like, I've always believed in confirmation bias when it comes to fans. And I was like, all right, I'll take that win, Jets fan. Um, I just, uh, and now I'm reading this thing today that Minnesota Vikings fans are refusing to rent their Airbnbs to Eagles fans. Yeah, and they're Um, revoking. Like, people who had already made reservations, they're they're taking... That's really fucked up, because there ain't no hotels left. No, like if you're taking a kid, I I, I just don't get it. It always it's comes so, down it's to the so, kid. It's when it's it a source for Yeah, but you know what? I also think the whole I'm bringing my kid to a football game. Well, you're the fucking idiot that brought their kid to a football game. No, no, I mean like if I'm an if I'm an Eagles fan, and I bought a ticket for my kid, so that we could go to the Super Bowl together because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and yeah. now like. I had booked an Airbnb months ago because I was excited and I thought there was a chance that it would happen. And then they actually do make it. I buy the ticket and then somebody like pulls back on the Airbnb because I'm from Philly. Like it's discriminatory uh, process. And by the way, like I'm going to be interested to see what happens in the national media because you know damn well that if this had gone the other way, that the Super Bowl were being held in Philly and Philly had lost to Minnesota and then Philly's people were, were pulling off Airbnb and other uh, reservations that had been made, agreements that had been made with Minnesota, you know, fans, we would have had World War Three. It would have been right up there with the uh, the lazy narrative kind of things. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like, as about. Alex said to me, he goes, I think that a lot of the good stereotypes are just as bad as the bad ones. He goes, Minnesota nice. He was like, I bet you there's a lot of people that aren't that nice. And I was like, exactly. Like, it's crazy. But that's what happens is, you know, if you're in a flyover state or the Midwest, you're seen as very polite. And and to be honest, having lived in Nebraska, they are insanely nice. But I met a lot of assholes in Nebraska, too, and those are the ones that I hung out with. But... Yeah, I, I agree. I wonder if it'll get more pub. The problem is is there are so many storylines that, that change. And and also, um, just the way our news cycle works these days. People, it, I mean, stories have a shelf life of like 30 minutes. Yeah. 
Well, Mr. Lefko, don't you know, I think it's uh, it's a real good thing that you need to do is uh, come out to Minnesota. Can we just talk about the fact that the uh, like the massive contradiction that exists in people from Minnesota being so sweet and the fact that the Vikings is their team, the Vikings who were known for raping and pillaging and burning villages to the ground, and their fans are supposed to be the nicest in sports. Quite a dichotomy, don't you know? I think it really is there, Mr. Lefko. What else is going on online that has piqued out Russell Joy's interest? There's not a lot. I'm just kind of laying low. Um, nothing's getting me all that fired up or all that upset. Let's play a quick game of Who's That Joy? Okay. Russ, Yes. I'm going to ask you a series of questions is- to learn a little bit about you heading in to Pro Bowl weekend, which is oh, really oh. good stuff. Russell Joy. Yeah. What is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, probably Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. Russell Joy. What is? Although The your... Rock is up there. The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. And those green balls. Yes. What is your favorite cereal of all time? Three, I, like some, I like some cocoa two, pebbles. I like frosted Cheerios. One. Let's Who go with it? let's go with cocoa pebbles. Cocoa pebbles. No, no, no. Cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch. Russell Joy, if you could kick one player off of the Sixers right now, who would it be? I guess Jared Bayless. Ding ding ding. Russell Joy, if you have to pick one Philadelphia Eagle. To give the main speech after the Super Bowl at the parade, who do you, to have a Chase Utley f, f word Philadelphia moment? Who do you want saying that? Nick Foles. You want Nick Foles cursing? I want, uh, yes, I would love that. Mm. I'm gonna go with either Chris Long or. No. We want there to be no, shock value. No, no, There's no. shock value with Nick. I want Lane Johnson. Yeah, but that's that's expected. I, I don't think anybody expected Chase to fine, do it. I want Carson Wentz to do it. Yeah, then. okay. Fine. He comes out with his cane. and Our God, Lord and Savior, who blessed fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Uh, in the game, if you could pick one Eagles player to get a pick six, who would it be? I'd loved, I I would love game. to see Nigel Bradham do it because I don't think he can catch a ball. Oh, yeah. That'd be but tough. I do think that Bradham's been a highly underrated member of the defense having to take over the play calling responsibility. So that'd be cool. Although I'm Jenkins, go, Jenkins would also Jaylen be really Mills. cool. I think yeah? the thing I like about Jalen Mills is he's definitely not the best cornerback. Co- uh, he definitely has a lot of flaws. But I think that he's fully embraced being a Philadelphia Eagle. Um, and I, I, he also did like the, the very intelligent move of dyeing his hair green because it's very hard to recognize NFL players. And that is what you need to do for people to realize you that to, to notice you, the problem is he's got to have it for the rest of his life. Yeah. If you could pick one guy to catch the game winning touchdown from Nick Foles, who would you pick? Nelson Aguilar. 
Nelson Aguilar. Because Nelson has Come had such circle. he's had such a renaissance. He was hammered all throughout the offseason. He's been hammered throughout his career. He's had a great season to come back. Um, it'll probably be Alshon. Zach, Zach, we've given plenty of credit to for actually having his breakout season finally. I think it'd be a really nice redemption story to have uh, Nelson go out and score that. And then you know that there would be seven articles written about how people were ready to write off and trade and, and cut Nelson Aguilar, and then he catches the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, I absolutely was because he sucked, and now he's amazing. And it's okay. People, I always get fascinated at people's inability to accept change. That people believe that people should be rigid in their lives for their lives. Because I think everyone thinks they're the Truman Show. I think everyone thinks that they're being watched by hidden cameras and they're involved in secret storylines and everyone is a character in their play. And they can't handle when something changes. That's why we call people bus. You're not what I expected you to be. What? Calm down. Um, If they handed it off to one running back to win the game, who would you want it to be? Say that again. Garrett Blunt, Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement. What was the question again? If If they handed it off for the game-winning touchdown. Blunt. Blunt. Yeah, because then we would never, like, Kyle would never be able to live down talking smack on Blunt. Yeah, I wonder what what he thought about that Blunt touchdown against the Vikings. I don't know. Apparently he's dead to the world. Where is he? It really is just you and me. I don't know. He just texted me back. He's not hopping on, which reminds me that I need to go. We also have to really quick. Yeah, do the ad rates because I got to go too then. Okay. So... Uh, a reminder to all the people, and I'm guessing Kyle will have already put another ad read in the beginning, but uh, to all the people out there in the greater Philadelphia area, don't forget Tuesday night, 7 to 9 p.m., Carlinos in Westchester, not Ardmore, in Westchester. Uh, we will be doing a live show. There's going to be plenty of food. Uh, I believe that there is going to be free beer provided. Last time it was La Cabra Brewing. They are working out who is going to be... Um, providing the beer this time they had wings they had dips they had tomato pie it was incredible it was a fantastic reason to get out into town westchester's got a ton of bars that you can go to first this is your place that you used to go to these are these are my stopping grounds this is the place that kept me alive in college so uh, make sure that you come out tuesday night carlino's westchester free food no cover um, presumably free beer and you get to meet kyle and i there will be some of the writers i believe uh, who write for crossing broad um, they will be there as well. There's a write-up on the website that I did. So if you go to crossingbroad.com. How did it feel for them to hit publish on that? Uh, it felt nice. It felt it felt pretty nice. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I, I felt a little bit of uh, a little bit of pride. A little bit of, it moved so, a little? Yeah. I didn't go over the top. I think I'm going to write under a pseudonym if I ever write for the site, uh, which probably won't happen. Uh, the Why? second thing is, uh, you know, legality. Um, the other thing is Amerigas, the nation's number one provider of propane and propane-related accessories. Don't forget we're doing the giveaway. Um, you need to take a picture, the most luxuriously or most, um, uh, I don't know, over-the-top obtuse photo that you can of your Amerigas propane tank with a hashtag, show your tank. Um, make sure that you do that. They're doing a massive giveaway again. I believe it's it's around $500 worth of things. They're going to do that heat lamp for outdoors i believe a grill comes with it all you're gonna have to to uh, provide as kyle likes to say are the burgers and the buns 
Um, what else? Amerigas is yeah, found in, in 55,000 locations across the country. Uh, go pick it up. 7-Eleven and I think it's Lowe's, right? I think it's Lowe's. Or it's Home Depot. Home look Depot. Look it up. Make sure you look it up. It's Amerigas. Nation's number one provider at propane. Thank you to them and Carlinos for sponsoring the podcast. We love them both. And we love all of you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to go on to iTunes and leave a five-star review. We picked up like six more. I'm not kidding. We picked up like another six since Why Wednesday's show. Them? Because I need to go. I'm already late. All right, fine. I'll read one. I have to pull yes. it up. And you have Any, three anything, else you wanna, anything else you want to tell the people? No, keep going. Read the one iTunes uh, review. This, this is bad. Oh, no. iTunes isn't opening. <laughs> what a good way to uh, to put a cap on on this. This is great. This Guys, is really this, this is, is, is oh wait is, uh, no go ahead. This is the getting ready uh, for Super Bowl week episode where I don't know where Kyle is. Russ is late, and I'm just gonna sit here in my underwear. If you guys could watch me right now, you'd really want to change the channel. Well, thank God. Thank God there's no webcam, hopefully. Yeah. But Monday I'll be in uh, Minnesota for the whole week. Uh, the Lefko family apparently is coming up now too. Uh, I'm still trying to get another ticket. Um, but I'm, it's all I can think about. You have fun out there in Minnesota, Mr. Lefko. Apparently Radio Row is in the food court of the Mall of America. I did see that, yeah. So the plan is to bring a few different hats and just do rounds at the Chinese food place, getting free samples uh, the entire day. That's a good idea. Have fun, man. No iTunes reviews? No. I have to go. I'm, like, ridiculously late now. We'll do iTunes reviews later. For Russell Joy, for Kyle Scott, I am Adam Lefko. We will holler at you later. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.